Well, I don't know about you, but I believe in justice. Yeah, I believe. I believe the 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 good guys eventually win. Might be 80 years from now, but uh, the good guys will eventually win. In the meantime, we have the Justice Department doing squat on anything. You know, they just they just said, you know, I think we should stop looking uh, at these. Uh, these Chinese scientists with military ties that are coming in, you know, we we had a bunch of them that we were going to put them in jail, but, you know, I don't think we should look at that anymore. I, I think that's fine. That's fine. We also have, <laughs> we also now have the House doing their January 6th investigation. Ah, that's going to go well. You know who's on, <laughs> you know who's on the committee? Adam Schiff. Oh, he's a he's not a partisan hack at all. He'd be oh, he's gonna be great. And Anthony Fauci. We know Anthony Fauci lied. Is anything gonna happen? Oh, oh, another one. The Justice Department has decided die. There's nothing to see here with Cuomo. Die. I told you the truth the whole time. No, you really didn't. And now the Justice Department has decided, you know, there's no real reason to look into that. It is corruption through and through. I'm going to take a couple of these on and maybe an appearance from uh, the great governor of New York. Coming up in just a second, we begin with Anthony Fauci. The Glenn Beck Program. All right. If you're going to sell your house, uh, it has just... Mm, turned, I guess, maybe in your favor because the new housing starts. The new housing is, uh, the bubble is popped on that. It went up 30% and people can't afford it. And now we are back to the sales levels of new houses, uh, about the same we had in April 2020. That's, you know, a couple months into the pandemic, nobody was buying houses. So that bubble is over. Now is the time for you to sell your house. If you're looking for somebody that is a great real estate agent, somebody that will listen to you, somebody that has a proven system to sell houses, has a great track record, and also has all of the people in their Rolodex that you might need in case you need to do something to your house to get it ready for sale. If you're moving across the street, across town, or across the country, realestateagentsitrust.com. We have you covered. It's a free service to you. Find the right real estate agent in the area of where you're selling and where you're buying by going to realestateagentsitrust.com. Realestateagentsitrust.com. Josh Rogan is with us. He's the author of Chaos Under Heaven and a columnist with the Washington Post. Now, I'm not going to hold that against him, uh, but uh, he has uh, he has been on this Rand Paul uh, Fauci debate, and I'm not hearing anybody telling the truth in the mainstream media. Josh is trying to change all that. Hello, Josh. How are you? Hey, Glenn. Great to be back with you. Thank you. So, so how is this not an open and shut case with Dr. Fauci? Well, you know, we've spent a year and a half placing Anthony Fauci on this pedestal and venerating him as a deity. 
And so when he gets into the five-minute shouting match with Rand Paul, it's very easy for everyone to just write the story that Fauci got vanquished by Rand Paul without actually listening to what these two men were saying and seeing which one makes the most sense. And right. Just follow the issue of what Anthony Fauci has been doing in terms of throwing cold water on the lab leak theory and avoiding congressional oversight of the NIH's relationships with the, these Wuhan labs, then you can understand why people like Rand Paul and lots of other people, including lots of our scientists, uh, think Fauci is playing a, a, a double game here, that he's uh, using his uh, uh, authority and his popularity and his uh, ability to have the, def- the Democratic co- uh, Party in Congress come to his defense every time he gets into one of these scuffles to distract us from the real issue. And the real issue is that the NIH, and not just the NIH, and USAID and the Pentagon and all of these other U.S. agencies were doing work funneling American taxpayer money and know-how to the Wuhan Institute of Virology. And now that the pandemic broke out on the doorstep of the lab, the, the Wuhan Institute of Virology has told us all to go pound sand. And how can that be? And why were we doing all of this collaboration? And do you still want to do this collaboration with a bunch of Chinese labs that won't even let us into the lab when the crisis breaks out? And you don't even have to believe that the lab leak theory is true to understand that people like Anthony Fauci, who were the head of this collaboration, who promoted this collaboration, whether you call it gain of function or you don't call it gain of function, that's kind of a word game. We can get into that if you want to. But the bottom line is that's a red herring because Fauci was in charge of overseeing this collaboration, and he failed in that fiduciary responsibility. It's obvious because now when we're trying to get into the lab to investigate the greatest pandemic in human history, uh, they won't even open the lab to us. So what are we, schmucks? We're putting a, we want to give them more money when they tell us we can't even go into the lab to do the investigation? That's what Anthony Fauci is arguing for, and that seems crazy to me. Josh, can we go into the word games here being played with gain of function for a minute? Because it does appear to i think the average person looking at this that anthony fauci is just playing semantics here he's i mean the the documents literally say gain of function on them and he's trying to make this argument that it's obvious it is not gain of function (laughs) how do we how do we navigate these this this path right sure so you know again i i think it is a word game but it's worth parsing out because it's confusing to everyone You know, what we know is that the Wuhan Institute of Virology was doing work to modify bat coronaviruses in ways that made them more transmissible and more dangerous to human beings. Okay, and that's what they published. That's what they admitted to. That's not even in dispute. Now, to Rand Paul and to me and to you, if you're gaining the function of a virus, well, how could that not be gain of function? And what Fauci's game here is, is that he's pointing to a specific definition that the NIH uses to determine whether or not they should submit this gain-of-function research to their own review body. In other words, is it risky enough to warrant another level of review? But what's funny about that, I mean, not ha-ha funny, but kind of ironic funny, is that that definition was written by the NIH and Anthony Fauci. In other words, (laughs) he crafted a definition uh, to to exclude all of the research that he was in charge of, and so then he built an oversight mechanism and then never used it, okay? They built an entire oversight mechanism, uh, review board, after the Obama administration paused the gain-of-function research because it's risky because lab accidents happen all the time. And they turned it back on, and Anthony Fauci was instrumental in turning it back on inside the government during the Trump administration when the Trump officials weren't paying attention. And then he wrote the definition and designed the oversight system so it was never used. Okay, And then when the back coronavirus pandemic breaks out on the doorstep of the back coronavirus lab, 
and everyone's like, hey, Anthony Fauci, can we take a look at your documents? And by the way, he says, no, we, I won't even give my documents over. And then, by the way, do you think now that it was perhaps you should have reviewed this risky research? Whether you, So he's you could make in other words, you can you can't it's going to be tough to prosecute Anthony Fauci for lying because in his mind, he's telling the truth. But the point is that he's bragging about a loophole that he created. He, he, he built a loophole into the wow. system, then he walked through the loophole, and then he uses it to defend himself. And that is probably a good defense against perjury, but it's not a good defense against, hey, why were you doing all this risky research with all these Chinese labs that tell us to go pound sand when there's a pandemic there? It's like having a cheating husband and having the cheating husband design what cheating is. And he says, well, massage parlors aren't cheating, right? Like, well, okay. Right. I mean, but <laughs> you designed the right. rules that, it, that, it, that, it, that amount to cheating. So, of course, you're not going to break them. Right. Or it's like I always like to say it's like, uh, uh, you know, having, a, uh, you know, Robert Kardashian uh, judge OJ. OK, right. doesn't mean that Robert Kardashian is not like a great lawyer, but he's got a conflict of interest because he's friends with OJ. OK, and that's what I'm getting to here is that Anthony Fauci, by the way, if you read The New York Times yesterday, is preparing to ask Congress for billions of dollars more to expand risky virus research to every kind of virus there is, influenza, you name it, okay? That's his project. That's his end game. He gave an interview in the New York Times where he said, the pandemic shows we have to spend billions, billions more digging up viruses all over the world, taking them back to labs. Now, you know, on CNN on Sunday, Jake Tapper asked Anthony Fauci, do you still think it's a good idea to do business with these Wuhan labs that we can't even get into? And he said, uh, don't worry, we've always been safe, we'll continue to be safe. In essence, he's saying, trust me. Okay, and and that doesn't when you you know this, Glenn, when a public official says, trust me, they're lying. That's when you know something's fishy. That's when, you know, you have to install some oversight. So my point is that we can't have a system where the doctors and scientists oversee the doctors and scientists because they don't understand national security. And they definitely don't understand what's going on in China now, which is the big, bigger scope of my book, which is that. Yeah. uh, No, go ahead. Finish your thought. Which is that, you know, these scientists in China may be very nice people, but they're not in control. They live in a totalitarian dictatorship that's becoming more aggressive and more repressive. And that means us harm And that. If you understand China, you understand that they're not doing open science anymore and that they've taken all of our money and know-how and built another part of the lab where they've worked with the Chinese military to do whatever they want to do with those viruses outside of our purview. That's what the Trump administration revealed. That's what the Biden administration has confirmed as that U.S. intelligence shows. They, they, they took us, okay? They, 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 they took all of our help, and then they built the other part of the lab to build something that was aimed at us. That's, that's what military bio-research is. We have a program, they have a program. Now, the question is, going forward, do we want to continue to fund and build their military bio-research program? Is that a good idea, especially when they won't even let us into the city that the pandemic broke out into? That seems crazy to me, but that's what Fauci is explicitly advocating for. So how did we miss the fact that the guy who's running this lab is a former, I think, general, uh, at least uh, at least in the uh, Communist Party army, uh, and his his job was bioweapons. You know, it's it, what happened was for the first year of this pandemic, and Glenn, I know you know this well, we couldn't even talk about the Wuhan labs. You were called racist or conspiracy theorist for even uttering the word Wuhan lab. And I know this because I got attacked all the time and many people uh, like me. And the problem, of course, was that the reason that that, that was considered a conspiracy theorist theory was because the friends of the lab, including 
Peter Daszak and the EcoHealth Alliance and lots of other friends of Anthony Fauci, you know, put out a bunch of scientific papers saying the lab was totally impossible and you're a racist, a conspiracy theorist if you mention the lab. So that's why for a year we couldn't even have a rational conversation. We still can't have a rational conversation in a Senate hearing about how we got into this mess, about how the pandemic that killed 400, 4 million people and 630,000 Americans started, which is crucial information, by the way, for preventing the next one. In other words, if we don't figure out how this started, how are we going to prevent the next one? Do you want to do this every year? Mm. So the fact that in Wuhan they have a bio uh, um, uh, weapons program, bio research program with the military shouldn't, is not really a shocking thing to say, after all, because, of course, they do, because we have one, they have one. That's what you do if you're a big country. You have a bioweapons research program. But the fact that that was also may have been linked to or they may have taken our know-how from our government-funded projects, that's a big problem. That's a big, scary thing to think about. It has implications for the entire industry of scientific collaboration, and that's Anthony Fauci's industry. He's the head of that, a part of that industry. So lots of big, powerful interests here are getting upset just by the idea of getting to the truth of this. And that's not even talking about the Chinese government cover-up. They're covering up the lab. There's a reason they're covering up the lab. They don't want people to look through their bioweapons program. Why would they want that? You know, so they've got a real problem here, too. So it's very easy for the Biden administration to just do a 90-day intelligence review and then come out and say, well, we couldn't figure it out. Oh, well, you know, let's all go on with our days. But that's a very dangerous path to go down. That's what Anthony Fauci would like us to do. He'd like us to to say, oh, that's his new line. Oh, well, I don't know what's going on in China, uh, but, you know, we're never never going to find out. So what are you going to do? Uh, but that's the problem, is that we don't know what's going on in China. Why was he funding these labs if we can't know what's going on inside them? That seems to me to be the biggest, the easiest thing we can solve, whether the lab leak theory is true or not. Any justice going to be done on Fauci? Is anyone going to follow up on this? Will he be held accountable for anything? Well, here's the thing. Right now, we have several congressional investigations trying to get the documents. Not just, again, from Fauci, but from USAID. Why won't Anthony Blinken hand over the documents? Samantha Power, Francis Collins at the NIH. There are Pentagon documents about tens of millions of dollars that the Pentagon, the U.S. Pentagon, gave to the mm. EcoHealth Alliance that went to these Wuhan labs. We need all of that stuff. Well, the reason it's not happening is because no Democrats are on board. If you had why, would the Demo- why, would, why would the Pentagon want to fund that if it wasn't exactly. gain of research or you know, gain of function? The, the Defense Threat Reduction Agency gave millions of dollars to the EcoHealth Alliance, and some of that went to the Wuhan labs. They were trying to, uh, you know, cooperate with China's bio research program, which is now looks kind of crazy. Now it's kind of they didn't know that at the time. Now we know that. So the question is, what are we going to do going forward, and how can we even know what to do if we, if, if those documents all remain secret? So we need a, at least one Democratic committee chairman to threaten to use the subpoena power to get those documents that are in the hands of the U.S. government, it's our stuff. They need to release our intelligence. We don't need the Chinese Communist Party to give us permission to investigate. You wouldn't ask O.J. for permission to investigate O.J., would you? No, you would just use your powers and influence to do the investigation, whether the defendant likes it or not. The Chinese government is not going to like it. And Democrats don't want to risk upsetting the U.S.-China relationship. But I say if you don't risk upsetting the delicate sensibilities of the Chinese Communist Party, to, the, to figure out the death of 630,000 Americans, what would you risk it for? What could be more important? What could be more crucial to our national security and our public health? Back with uh, Josh Rogan here in just a second. Give me 60 seconds. We're back into the program. Millions of Americans have changed the quality of their life directly and dramatically. 
that has been changed by pain. I met with so many people. I've been one myself. Lived with just pain that just didn't stop. And the stories are often uh, really difficult or heartbreaking. I mean, I just, I've met some people that's just been heartbreaking. But the good news is they start taking relief factor and they get out of pain. I have met, I, I can't tell you the number, hundreds of people that have had debilitating pain. I met a woman who was on fentanyl and couldn't get off and couldn't get off because the pain was just so bad. Believe it or not, she started taking relief factor. She looked at me and said, thank you. I have my life back. And that really meant something. And her husband standing there in tears saying, you don't know what it's like. I, I haven't had my wife with me forever. She's finally off of that stuff. And she has a way to deal with the pain. Relief Factor, relieffactor.com, 800-583-84, 800-583-84. It's relieffactor.com, 10 seconds, station ID. Talking to Josh Rogan, his book, Chaos Under Heaven, Trump G and the Battle for the 21st Century. And Josh, I want to focus on the last part here for a second. The you look at China and what's happened over the past just few years where they've cracked they're cracking down on capitalists businessmen are disappearing uh they're cracking down on crypto and remo removing that from the country obviously expanding the the uyghurs and all of the problems there the issues with hong kong and the way that that has changed it just strikes me as there is a massive change in the way this country is dealing with the world over just the past few years. We've always thought of China as a threat and there's problems there. We've never agreed with them on human rights and all these things. Is Am I correct to detect a real change, though, in momentum and direction over the past couple of years? Absolutely. I, I like to refer to it as the great leap backward. You know, it's clear that mm -hmm. Xi Jinping in his first couple of years when he came in in 2013, set about consolidating power, purging all of his rivals under a, a false corruption, uh, anti-corruption plan, uh, shutting down freedoms, building concentration camps. And once he had all that in place, he turned his focus to the rest of the world. And that's a big part of the book, is how the Chinese Communist Party has expanded its interference and influence in free and open societies, especially ours, how they've sought to influence our schools and our markets and our tech companies and our sports and our Hollywood movies and uh, how uh, all the various institutions of U.S. society have been slow uh, to react to that reality. But they're waking up to it now as, you know, the pandemic ravages the whole world. And we see what uh, China as a world power really looks like. And I think that awakening is happening in other countries as they're getting blackmailed about for Chinese uh, vaccines or told that uh, their companies can't do business in China unless they uh, ignore the genocide or ignore the crackdown in Hong Kong. And yet, and, we, and, and yet here in America, our Justice Department is dismissing, you know, all of the Chinese yeah. military spies that were in our uh, in our institutions. We're just dismissing, dismissing the charges, not not continuing with an investigation and setting them free. I mean, yeah, I think. the Go ahead. I think the Biden I think the Biden administration is torn. Right. There are some people who want to continue the Trump policy of standing up to the Chinese Communist Party. And there are some people who think that, you know, targeting Chinese researchers was uh, racist or wrong. But the fact is that if you're a Chinese researcher who hid their affiliation with the Chinese military, you've broken U.S. law and you deserve to be prosecuted full stop. 
And what the suspicion is, is that they did that in advance of Deputy Secretary of State Wendy Sherman's visit to Beijing yesterday, where she traveled all the way, not to Beijing, to Taijin, where she traveled all the way to China, only to have the Chinese Communist Party officials tell her to go screw herself. And and she had to travel all the way back with nothing. What they did was they humiliated the U.S. government by uh, pretending that they were going to have an open dialogue and then just spreading a bunch of their propaganda. And what, what, what that shows us is that uh, Xi Jinping sees this not as China rising, but as China risen. And he, the, the Chinese Communist Party is becoming more totalitarian, more fascist, more nationalistic, more aggressive, more repressive. It's all going in one direction. And it's really, really dangerous. Now, that doesn't mean that we have to go to war right now. It means we have to avoid the war uh, by confronting these problems uh, before they get worse. And that's what uh, the challenge is going forward. And that's not a partisan challenge. That's for all Americans and really all people around the world. Thank you so much, uh, Josh Rogan uh, from Washington Post. Thank you uh, for being on with us. We will probably have you on early and often about China as they, they have risen. Uh, and I think we're already... Uh, with ones and zeros at war with them. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Okay, I couldn't make a steak a year and a half ago on the grill to save my life, and I love steak. What I could do is make it into fine shoe leather. I could do that. It was great. Hey, here's a pair of sirloin sandals for you. Uh, fortunately, rec check. Uh, Rectech has changed all of that. Instead of every guest I ever have over for a barbecue going sort of pale and saying, "Ah, uh, you know, I I ate just yesterday, so I'm I'm good. I can save uh, my uh, humiliation for other times and serve up amazing, flavorful food." Each and every time because of the smart grill technology. Rectech does all the critical thinking for me, monitoring the ambient temperature and adjusting itself throughout the process to make sure that the heat stays even the whole time. This way you can bake in these things. You can smoke, you can grill, you can bake. It is, I mean, there's, there is no competition. I want you to check an A-B compare. There's nothing that you will find on the market. Uh, that is as good as Rectech. Even at that price point, there's just nothing better. Rectech, R-E-C-T-E-Q.com, Rectech.com. Lots of big shows this week. Studios America, Glenn TV, all the rest. Don't miss it. BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. Promo code is Glenn. This is the Glenn Beck Program. I'm glad you're here. I've got a big charity weekend coming up. On Friday, I'm going to be uh, Friday morning broadcasting from uh, St. George, one of the most beautiful towns you've ever seen. Quick conservatives flock to St. George, buy a place in St. George because all of these California people are going to move in and they're going to destroy this great little town. Anyway, um, I'm going to be there um, not saying things like that on Friday to encourage people to rise up. Last year, Operation Underground Railroad had a, uh, a campaign to rise up for children and stand against uh, sex slaves and uh, trafficking, human chaff trafficking, and just slaves in general. I don't know. I think it's something we can all do. Everybody is, uh, you know, wanting to get out in the streets. This is one thing that we can all agree on. So rise up this Friday. You can go to uh, Operation Underground Railroad and find out more details. But uh, I'm going to be there in St. George in the morning. 
with them all day with Tim Ballard. I think uh, Lewis House is, is going to be there as well. And then at night, uh, we'll be flying into uh, Salt Lake to Thanksgiving Point at Electric Park, and they've got a big concert going on. And I don't know why they invited me to that. I mean, I can't imagine a big concert and then me coming out and going, Hey, everybody, let me tell you a story. I don't think that's going to go well. When so, you want to have fun, you always invite Glenn You back. always invite me. Yeah, that's No, but you, uh, you have said as soon as I leave, the parties get good. Yeah, because people, people sort of save up the fun they would have had at the party. Yeah. When you're there, yeah. and then they double it on the back end, right? So yeah, yeah it can get so good it's going to get crazy after I leave. It's going to get crazy, <laughs> which uh, should be about six minutes after you're off stage. Yeah, thank you very yeah. much. <laughs> uh, you can get your tickets at uh, ourrescue.org/slash/riseup. We'll see you there. Then on Saturday, uh, I am having uh, my uh, my art show and and uh, gallery sale. Now I want you to know that everything that I sell. Uh, on Saturday, all of it is going to Hunter Biden's blow. Mm-hmm. Well, no, I mm-hmm. didn't think. No, I uh, no, I I wasn't I thinking he... about that. No, I oh, okay. no. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> preservation of American history through uh, Mercury One. So much better cause yeah, than the cocaine. For... Than the cocaine for a day. That yeah, uh, right. And if he doesn't have a hooker. You know, if what I can't afford the, is it like, right. you get to the point when you're Hunter Biden, just drugs. Yeah. Where are the hookers along with the right. drugs? There's that's there's just no. And fun. where's the cash from China? Right. I need to be bathing in cash from China while doing blow off a hooker's belly. That's how it works. That's a Friday night. And that's just, that's more like a Tuesday night for yeah. Hunter. If <laughs> <laughs> Friday gets a lot crazier, <laughs> but to, a good Tuesday. It's a Tuesday. What's a, Friday, <laughs> what's a Thursday night like? <laughs> okay, I don't want to go into that. That yeah, gets like bad. The the, the, the uh, cocaine mm. and hookers is yeah. is actually more like a Tuesday brunch. For Hunter at yeah. this point. And that's why you need to sell paintings for $500,000. Yours will be a little cheaper than that. A little cheaper. Mm-hmm. A little cheaper. But still but not cheap. Again, uh, <laughs> I'm not saying that this would happen, but, uh, you know, anybody who buys my painting might, you know, might have the opportunity to to meet my dad. Now, my dad has been dead for, I don't know, about almost 10 years now. Yeah. So it's going to be a kind of a grisly thing to meet him. But if that's what gets you to buy a painting, I'm fine. It's all the money's going to charity. Uh, These are right. great, though, by the way. You can see them on your Instagram page, right? I mean, I, I yeah. do. I will say every time I go to your Instagram page and you're showing off your art, I think to myself, how, is he actually talented at something? How did this happen? I don't understand how it occurred. It's crazy, isn't it? it, it they're crazy. really great. I don't know how you can. I feel like. Is it possible? Well, you suffered through the years and years and years of just bad art. No. Just bad art. You've always been pretty pretty talented in that realm, though. Uh, you've improved. I mean, even... Uh, it's amazing th- what lessons will do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you struggle your whole life, and you're like, I don't have any idea what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And uh, when, I, when I finally hired this, uh, this teacher, she said, you haven't even tried watching YouTube? And I'm like, no. No. She's like, you know, you can learn a lot of this on YouTube. And I'm like, shut up. Yeah. You're wasting money. Let's go. Let's go. Teach. Don't don't talk through don't the talk lesson. Through. Don't 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 mock me and ridicule me. <laughs> <laughs> Which she still does for about ten minutes before we start, and usually afterwards. Mm-hmm. She's like, Well, that went well. Uh <laughs> she's actually uh uh she's actually she's been she's unbelievable. Unbelievable. A good teacher. Uh, can accelerate anything. 
Oh, certainly. This is why every wife back in the day used to say, why don't you ask for directions? You know, the... I think that's you know entirely what we did? different. You know what we did? Uh, ladies, we invented GPS. That's yes. what we did. Thank okay? you. We put Got satellites it? in space yeah. so we didn't have to stop at a gas station. Yeah. Jeez. As we look at the one the one woman who is in the actual studio, poor Sarah. Every time we say something about a woman, she's just the representative. Sorry, Sarah. We're just yelling at her through the glass. Yeah. Now let me tell you. <laughs> now let me tell you about Nancy Pelosi. <laughs> and Lynn Cheney. We hold you responsible. <laughs> By the way, did you hear about the guy that the New York doctor uh, who met this wonderful woman? Uh, he's he's young. He's handsome. Uh, you know, he's got a lot of money. He uh, very successful. New York City. He meets this this woman. She's a former Miss Connecticut USA. And uh, she had gone to school. I don't remember where she went to school. But she went to school. She was uh, uh, majoring in chemistry. And uh, so she had her chemistry. I don't know what the hell. I mean, I don't know what you do with that. What do you, what do, you do? Is that like a mixologist? I think this is how Breaking Bad started. I think so, yeah, too. Yeah, that's how it, right. this is how it ends up. Well, mm-hmm. it kind of ends that way. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> well, no. She didn't go to college. She didn't even graduate from high school. She was Miss Connecticut uh, USA. But that's it. In fact, she was a hooker and still is a hooker. And hmm. uh, they got married and she said, I'm just working on uh, I'm working on an app right now with some people. And it causes me to have to go places and I'm going to be doing stuff. And because she all of a sudden had like 500 grand in her bank account. Mm. I'm just working on, uh, you know, this algorithm. I'm working a lot. Apparently, I mean, I don't know a what the rates lot. are these days, but that seems like a lot of uh, a lot of uh, physical yeah, well, activity apparently to get to she that. had a couple of sugar daddies that were kind of like taking care of her. Ah, you know what I mean? OK. And uh, mm-hmm. so uh, he found out <laughs> and the guy says, I want to file for divorce. What? I mean, what's up with that? He doesn't support a working woman. Mm. This is this is the sort of sexism that goes on in this country. Amen, mm-hmm. brother. <laughs> Can you imagine finding that out about your wife? No, no, no. That would be very bad. That would be. I feel like disruptive to your your home life. <laughs> that's what I would. That's how I would describe it. It might be. Yeah. It might be. <laughs> it might be also the time you go. Wow, glad we didn't have children. Mm. You know mm-hmm. what a mom she would make. What a mom she would make working hard for the kids yes you know i only do this so you can have a better life so you, you make mommy do yeah, this you make you mommy does this because you cry <laughs> you didn't clean up your room right. look what mommy had to do <laughs> that's what i tell my kids now <laughs> Yeah, dad's yeah. an alcoholic only because you cried when you were little. Right. Uh, That's you know the I mean? seed of it. You yeah. don't understand, so You don't understand. I've gone through all of the steps. Mm-hmm. And I got to, I, I think I got to step number three. And I'm like, it's the kids and they're crying all the time. That's making me drink. And so I stopped the rest because I got it. I got it. Mm-hmm. It was the kids that made me drink. Right. Yeah. And once you find the cause of it, <laughs> you're able to deal with it right. a lot better. Right. And you can you can handle your alcoholic. So end. she, I don't know <laughs> if she has to, what she's going to do to handle her, her hookerism uh, that she apparently is addicted to. But uh, apparently this doctor is not going back with her. 
called it's being judgmental. You don't want women in the workforce. And this is the sexism that's ruined our country. So she's a sex worker and a secret sex worker. What? He's a doctor. They both see people naked. (laughs) Yes. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. Both work with bodily fluids. Pretty much the same gig. I don't know what you're (laughs) complaining about, Doc. All right. The battle for our age uh, is taking place in the minds and the hearts of our nation's children right now. And all across America right now, millions of kids are having their ideologies shaped by the soulless machines of both Hollywood and our own public schools. From the lessons they're taught to the books that they're told they ought to read. Our kids are caught in a thick swamp of bad ideas. We have got to save this generation. We have to do everything we can. I found a, uh, a collection of books that I think you're going to like. It's the Tuttle Twin books. They're an exploration of all the things that make us a freer, more perfect union. They teach accurate history of the United States. They explain how things like the free market and limited government work. Your kids, your grandkids, they need to read these books. Now, they they have books for really all ages, but the Tuttle Twins books uh, are for the younger kids, and they're great. TuttleTwinsBeck.com. TuttleTwinsBeck.com. Get 35% off. They'll even throw all of the activity books in for you for free. Buy them for your kids. Buy them for your grandkids. Heck, buy them for your neighbor's kids. It's TuttleTwinsBeck.com. TuttleTwinsBeck.com. Get 35% off right now. Tomorrow night on Glenn TV. The riot that occurred on January 6th was a national tragedy, but the left is now using that one event to completely redefine domestic terrorism, and you might be their next target. Glenn unveils the Biden administration's latest tactics to supposedly secure our nation all at the cost of our fundamental rights. Watch Biden's new domestic terrorism threat. You. Tomorrow night, 9 p.m. Eastern at blazetv.com slash Glenn. This is the Glenn Beck Program. This is the Glenn Beck Program. There is a problem now that is beginning to happen that I told you about a couple of months ago. The drought uh, all across the West is really really bad uh and cattle ranchers now in colorado fear that they are going to have to start culling uh their their cattle and the problem is we only have four main processors for beef and pigs and everything else um and two of them are owned by foreign governments one of them biggest one owned by china and so if you have cattle, you can't sell them uh, now or say, hey, I want to process this beef so I can, you know, just even give it to the homeless. You can't do it because the processing plants, the smaller ones, are backed up for a year. So you have to either kill and bury your cow or try to find some way to feed the cow for an extra year and there's no food we can't grow the alfalfa and it cost outrageous sums of money to get the alfalfa up from from you know let's say arizona up to wyoming it's an outrageous sum of money and the demand is really high and the farmers can't afford it 
So what do they do? This has been a really, really bad year for farmers and for ranchers. And we're going to pay a very hefty price for all of this. It is, uh, you know, it's nobody's fault. It is the, um, it's the drought. And then in the south, we've had so much rain. Some ranchers can't, they can't grow anything because there's too much rain. It's damn global warming. Either that or this has happened before. But uh, I just want to warn you that higher prices of beef and everything, higher prices are coming. And uh, they're coming soon to a grocery store near you. So make sure if you like meat, that you go out and you buy some extra meat and you freeze it. Um, And if there's anybody near Idaho that, you know, uh, can squeeze some of my cattle in, uh, so to speak, to have them processed, I give all the meat to homeless shelters. Um, I just can't. I think we're going to have to probably cull five to ten of our cattle. We just don't have enough food. And uh, that's a lot of really good grass-fed beef. And if somebody wants to take the cows and we can give them to the homeless, I mean, not the cows, but the meat, I don't know where because all, all of the processing plants around me are full up for a year, year in advance. I think we should just give the cows directly to the homeless and see what happens. You know, if somebody has a truck and wants to take them to San Francisco, <laughs> let's just, just release them, them right in the right in the center of San Francisco. It'd be kind of shocking for the cattle, I think. I think the, they're like, "What's the smell?" <laughs> the cows Holy are like, crap. "I couldn't live here. What is up with these animals?" <laughs> Oh, they've lived among mm-hmm. cow dung their entire lives. And oh, like, yeah, this they, is an offensive uh, order. Yeah, they, <laughs> wow. Remember when we were rolling into each other's <laughs> pee and poop? Oh, boy, those they, days don't come back. Now we live in San Francisco. <laughs> the smell of these pee. Is that Nicolas Cage? Is that? <laughs> oh, man, what is... He let himself go. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's a bizarre problem to have. You'd think this is high-end stuff that people would want. They do. But uh, we we screwed up all of our processing plants because the FDA said, we're only going to approve FDA state lines. We're only doing these things. And so now you've got four processing plants. And you've got some local processors, but not enough to be able to handle anything like this. And God forbid we we cull all of these cattle and we just bury them. That's just, it's immoral. It's immoral. But what are you going to do? What are you going to do? You're the rancher. I don't know. What are you looking at me for? I this is when the ranchers burgers. of the old days used to... Shoot him in the head and bury him. I mean, it's bad. It's bad, but you can't let him starve. It's a horrible, horrible situation. Pray for our farmers. Pray for our ranchers. Pray for rain. This is the Glenn Beck Program.